With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, SimulTV.com, SimulTV.com. What's SimulTV.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean SimulTV.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a SimulTV.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about SimulTV.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Roswell in the 21st Century is a detailed re-examination of the Roswell UFO crash case. I have studied the evidence for more than 30 years, and I now put that evidence under a microscope in a cold case examination of the facts. These facts might not please everyone. They are based on my comprehensive investigation that took years to complete, but they do lead to the conclusion that whatever fell was not built on Earth. The best of Project Blue Book is based on the 22-year-long investigation conducted by the Air Force. But the book goes far beyond that, bringing in evidence that was uncovered long after Project Blue Book was ordered terminated. Using facts that were unavailable to the Air Force investigators, I was able to prove that the Air Force manipulated the data and drew unrealistic conclusions about the UFO sightings reported to them. My different perspective shows there was more to Project Blue Book than even the Air Force knew. Both books are available at Amazon.com. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person, visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404 474 0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 
Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, Welcome to you, our loyal listeners like Juliet, and welcome to you who are new to the program. Today, we bridge the gap between conventional psychotherapy and the dreamtime world of a shaman. When talking with a friend, consider this. After discussing the weather, tell each other your most recent coincidence story. Here's one of mine. Two days ago, I had rescheduled a 65-year-old man because I had an urgent dental appointment. At the beginning of our computer screen conversation, I told him why I had to reschedule. I looked at him in the face like a mirror and touched the right side of my face saying, I had an owie right here on my right side of my face. He replied, funny you should say that. I am worried right now about my son who has severe pain in the same part of his face that you just touched. And then he touched the right side of his face, just as I had 15 seconds ago. I I mirrored his concern about his son's face. Coincidences can be mirrors. So you heard my coincidence story. Tell people yours. Remember, after you talk about the weather, tell a coincidence story. For the last 20 years, Wendy, Holly, Wendy Halley has had a foot in two worlds, the clinical world of a mental health provider and the dreamtime world of a sh- shamanic practitioner. This dual perspective has allowed her to see and experience how transformative accessing the untapped regions of our consciousness can be. She's the author of several books, including Slaying the Mouse, and The Magical Path, Conscious Dreaming Exercises for Healing and Growth. Wendy is also host of the Lucid Cafe podcast, on which she graciously had me a few months ago. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Thanks, Bernie. I'm really happy to be here. Very glad to have you. And, you know, a couple of days ago, I hadn't heard it for a long time, but I, I heard the song when, Wendy thinking they were singing about you and I just heard you say Wendy is one of your favorite songs well it, it was I mean it came out about the time I was born I believe or yeah so it it's it did become kind of a theme song when I was a kid even though it's it's Wendy and not Wendy yeah. yes it sounds it sounds pretty close it sounds pretty close could you tell us about one of your coincidences please sure um well let me just preface this by saying that um <laughs> my my perspective is kind of unusual and and so I don't I don't expect all your listeners to maybe buy into it but at least uh to be open to the po- possibility that the nature of reality is a lot more expansive than we might imagine it to be so my um just to give a little a little background I uh, I'm I have a master's degree in clinical psychology uh, finished up in the mid '90s, and in about '98, I started having these spontaneous visionary experiences that were not drug-induced, 
and uh, they were they were just these really interesting, intriguing uh, experiences that I kind of tucked away and I d- didn't tell anybody about. And I had um, a bunch of synchronistic experiences that kind of led me to study this thing called shamanism, um, which I really didn't have a very great understanding of at the time. Um, but come to find out that those initial visionary experiences were kind of an introduction or an invitation to kind of explore this path. And how did, and how did synchronicities get you to shamanism? Um, I ended up at this, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's another long story. Um, I ended up uh, at this this place um, where I was living in Denver, and I was looking to rent some workshop space uh, to, to hold a workshop, and I asked them what they did, and they said, oh, we have a shaman here, and I just sort of said, out of, out of character for me, I said, uh, sign me up for a session, and so um, that uh, I just started learning how to intentionally alter my consciousness. Uh, well, to... what, well, what you did right there is so important that without really knowing why, you said, yes, sign mm-hmm. me up. And those kinds of intuitive impulse things are so important for our listeners to be able to understand and get into with themselves because those intuitive messages that are useful to you need to be distinguished from those that are questionable or really not helpful. And some, for some reason, you were able to feel this seemed like the right thing to do, the right impulse to follow, and here you are. Exactly, yeah. So, so fast forward a few years, so early in my apprenticeship, um, uh, uh, I received a, a, a call from my, my father letting me know that my brother, his, my brother's name is Tim, the girl, the girl he was dating at the time, her brother, Jason, had mysteriously slipped into a coma, and they had a very deep coma, and they had no idea what was going on with him, and they were desperate. And they were hoping that maybe I could try to, in my shamanic way, make a connection and, and find out what was going on. So that started a, a nine-month connection with this young man in a coma when I would I was in New Jersey. He was in a hospital in Phoenix, Arizona. And, um, and I would, about three times a week, try to make this shamanic connection with him. Now, what's, and, what's, what's so crucial there is that you, could, you believed you could do it. Right. And that, and that, like that impulse, is something that it's really hard for people to, to get to, is, that, is to believe you can do something that would be called strange, weird, or impossible, according to the way we understand reality. And you were able to believe that you could make a connection to a comatose young man thousands of miles away from you. And it's that kind of believing in the possible that's so important when it comes to what coincidences can teach us. Yeah, and I, I always refer to it as crossing a threshold, kind of going into this territory of the unknown and like, well, what if it is possible? Like, let me just, let me not assume that it's not. I'm just going to, I'm going to see. So that's kind of how I approached connecting with this this young man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good science. I mean, that's experiment. Let's let's see what happens. Okay, that's, so that's what that's what my son would do, pushing the wrong button to see what would happen and cause trouble. <laughs> I mean, same thing. That's right. <laughs> what, what will happen if I put this key into the electric electric socket? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so well, I, we, we were in an art museum, and the and the and the and the, and the, th- and the button said, "Don't push it," and he did, and we got kicked out. Oh <laughs> yeah, a, exactly. <laughs> It's it's an invitation, really. It is. 
<laughs> so um, after uh, sort of early in my time connecting with Jason, I, 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 I mean, I have my own skepticism about what I was doing, and it was, it, it was all very new to me in, in a lot of ways. And so one day when I connected with him, I asked him, I said, can you give me some information that, that I can relay to your family to kind of validate that I, I'm actually communicating with you? And I got this like series of, of um, data that came very quickly. One, the first thing that happened was that my heart physically fluttered and then skipped a beat. Wow. And then I and then I had this intense feeling of panic, like like I couldn't breathe, like I was about to have a panic attack. And then I saw in my mind's eye the image of strawberries and his mom. And then I he, the phrase quantum mind came into my mind. And so I I I would always go uh, write down everything I perceived afterwards. And I was writing all of these things down to to share with his family. And when I got to quantum mind, I couldn't remember the phrase because I'd never heard it before. And I ended up filling in, instead of mind, I put leap because I was like, well, maybe we're talking about the show, Quantum Leap. You remember that show? Yeah. Um, and so um, <laughs> I shared that information with his mom. And she said, well, he, uh, Jason, when he was 15, he was diagnosed with a, a T-wave inversion in his heart. Um, and yeah, that, I guess that was the heart flutter and heart palpitation I was feeling. And then I guess he, since he was four years old, he had a paralyzing fear of death and he would, he would, he would, uh, have panic attacks around that. And then I guess, uh, he's a big fan of his mom's strawberry shortcake. And then she said, I don't know about quantum leap though. That didn't really make, that doesn't really make any sense. And so the next time I went and connected with Jason, he was like, that's not what I said. He said, I said, I said, quantum mind. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Quantum mind. So when I, um, when I finished connecting with him on that particular day, I went right to the, um, the internet and this was in 2003. So, um, <laughs> so it's just to, to date everything internet wise. And I plugged in quantum mind and I was shocked to see like over 600,000 results. And the first result led me to the quantum mind division of the University of Arizona, where I happened to have gone to school. That's where I got my bachelor's degree. And I discovered that quantum mind is an, was an actual science that explores the link between quantum physics and quant, uh, consciousness. And then the next um, entry uh, in the findings was a website belonging to an Oregon couple their names are uh, Arnie and Amy Mendel. And I, I look on their website and they have books, right? They wrote books. And Arnie wrote a book called Quantum Mind, The Edge Between Physics and Psychology. And the and, description and, on... And we're going to yeah. stop at the edge of between psychology oh, okay. and quantum physics for this segment. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We're speaking with Wendy Holly about quantum minds right now and she's the author of slaying the mouse
Are you looking for psychic services that empower as well as provide accurate information? Jenny is a third-generation psychic with extensive esoteric training. A practicing professional intuitive for over 30 years, her accuracy is astounding. While most psychics can read what will happen to you if you don't change directions, Jenny understands the future is subjective. While there is a river of time we all traverse, that river has many waves, eddies, currents, and tributaries from which to choose. With Jen E as your guide, you can explore the many possible outcomes in the river of time and navigate your course to the one of your liking. Take control of your future. Book your life-changing session with Jenny today at www.gen-e.net. That's www.gen-e.net. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality is formulated from zoolite whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Welcome back to CC with BB. That's me. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Biteman, MD. We're talking with Wendy Holly uh, about quantum minds. And I, I find this very, very uh, interesting just for now um, because uh, I'm using quantum fields as a way to understand connections between mind, brain, and the psychosphere, which is a perhaps a subdivision of larger consciousness and but it's a psychosphere is our mental atmosphere right here on earth and perhaps it's a hologram of the bigger of the bigger consciousness but i just want to stay with the one that's around us because it's a little easier to comprehend and so here you are uh, telepathically communicating with uh, a young man in a coma who has corrected you about quantum mind uh, that that's what he said you're investigating in quantum mind you find a book titled quantum mind and then what happened 
Well, I read the description of the book and then my the hair on my arms started to rise pretty quickly. The description on the book, and again, the book was called Quantum Mind, The Edge Between Physics and Psychology. And the description uh, reads, what do your disconnected parts have in common? Is the universe dreaming us or are we dreaming the universe? Mendel takes you into physics, psychology, and shamanism on a transformative journey into the depth of experience. So then I scroll down on the page a little bit farther and there's another book. This one's written by his wife, Amy Mendel. And the title of that book is Coma, A Healing Journey. It's a book about how... <laughs> It's a book about how to communicate with comatose patients. Wow. Right? Whoa. You are really flying, man. You are flying. I, I, I couldn't sleep that night. I bet. So, so, um, so the, the next time I connected with Jason, I, I had to ask him. I said, so uh, how did you learn about quantum mind? And he said, he kind of, kind of joked around with me. He said, a friend of mine. And then uh, I had... Uh, I had received an email um, a, a bit later, and I include all these email communications in the book, Slaying the Mouse, so that you get an idea of what's happening in physical reality. Um, the, this, the, the friend of his that sent me an email is a, and it was an instructor at Arizona State University where Jason was attending, and I guess he said that uh, he and Jason had a conversation after this particular instructor had finished lecturing at the, what he was calling the, um, what is it, the, the UACT school at ASU. And they were talking about the concept of quantum mind and intention through, through things like uh, art, music. Um, so that's how they, that's how he learned about it. And then he told me about it and I had never heard about it before. And I was really shocked because I'm, those are all the topics I'm interested in consciousness and 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 of course um shamanism and psychology and physics so i was um so here I you was, were here you were presented with this crazy idea of making connection three several thousand miles away with a comatose young man to help him uh, maybe connect with the real world the outside world and have his relatives know that he was still around consciously and he turns out to be one of your best teachers in so many ways, uh, that book or that experience, which is why I I, I wrote it down, because um, it's really well documented. All that time I was connecting with them, I took really I took copious notes of all my experiences, and um, translated it into a book. Of course, I've changed names and uh, information so to protect the identity of him and his family. But um, yeah, it's a really it's it's like there's a that's a very powerful series of synchronicities and coincidences that happened. Um, but the book is kind of rife with them. There's a lot of, a lot of them in that book. Slaying the um, mouse. Yeah. Slaying the mouse. It's a very strange, strange story. And it, it, I think the biggest thing I learned from that experience working with him is the difference between healing and curing. I learned that everything can be healed, but not everything can be cured. So go ahead. What's the difference? <laughs> Well, I mean, so it's so hard to put it into words. It's so if somebody has a, a sometimes they have an injury, a physical injury or um, some kind of disabling condition, um, they may not be able to cure it, but they can heal the underlying patterns 
that might be contributing to it or, um, or their relationship with that particular disease or injury. Um, uh, yeah, make, yourself, maybe, make yourself whole again, uh, given what you've gotten, given what's happened to you. Just resume functioning. Uh, right. But that doesn't mean you can get your leg back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that was because, of course, I went into that experience with Jason very naive, thinking like, oh, you know, I hope he can wake up from his coma and his brain injury will be healed completely and it'll go back to full functioning. And it, it just didn't work that way. What happened? Well, you should read the book to find out. I'm not going to. You're going to tell us. <laughs> you didn't send it to me, so go ahead. Um, he, uh, he did not survive. He did come out of the coma, but he did not survive. Um, he, he lived probably for another, um, I think it was like four four or five years after. But he, was he, he was, had was he able severe, to communicate? Go ahead. No, he had severe uh, damage to his uh, pons. So it was almost like... Um, he didn't have control of his body and they still don't really know what happened to cause the damage to his brain, brain stem. Uh, so it was, it was like he was a prisoner in his body. I think he was capable of thinking, but he wasn't capable of moving his limbs. And so he, he learned ways to communicate with his eyes and, and, uh, some movement, like he could do a thumbs up. Um, but he was bedridden, needed 24 hour care. There's an old story about uh, from World War II, where a guy had was in the same condition um, and just could use his eyes, but he'd lost all his limbs and his ability to speak. Um, and it's his the ability butter, butterfly, the bell, and the something. Yeah, I, I read that book. Well, this is very similar, um, and, and I, it's it's pretty amazing, but. The point, the f- focus I'd like to do for for this moment is uh, is the mechanisms by which you were able to communicate with him at that distance. Because what I am doing in my little part of all of this consciousness exploration is trying to map the psychosphere, which means to be able to describe the ways in which we are all interconnected. People like to say everything's connected, and okay, okay, how is everything connected is what I am trying to answer. That is mapping the psychosphere. And you develop what I am calling a tunnel between his mind and your mind through the psychosphere. And you, ha- you did it by believing that you could. The little engine that could had something to say, and you believed you could, and here you got a wonderful teacher, and he, he, he was able to survive longer probably because he could finally communicate with someone. For him, it was a marvelous thing to be able to happen for to have you for him there. So how do you understand that to happen? Because what I understand to happen is intention plus emotion connects minds yes intention is probably probably the most the most important part and then and then add the passion or the desire to that intention and i think you have powerful medicine i mean as far as the technique goes um i'm not doing anything new or anything that other people can't do as well it's it's ancient medicine it's you know every culture has had some sort of shamanic uh, practice um, universally around the world, uh, figuring out how to get into an altered state, and then 
and then did, with did you go, with an did you, did you go into an altered state when you tried to communicate with him? Yes, each time, and I use sound. It's the safest, easiest way to get huh. into an altered state, which is a, a very fast. It's like four to seven beats per second, a drum beat. It's a classic kind of rhythm that entrains your brain. It puts you into a dominant theta brainwave, and then and then Th that theta, invites theta, a visionary you, state. Theta, theta, did you say? So yeah. that's about that's about seven. Uh, four to seven, yeah. Four hertz? to seven hertz, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a that's that's a key number. It's a has something to do with a Schumann resonance, which is about eight or seven point something rather, which is all around us. Uh, the Schumann resonance is a product of uh, electro electrical activity, lightning, in the in the psych in the in the uh, between the ionosphere and the Earth's crust that creates a, a standing wave that that's basic harmonic is about um, seven point eight hertz. And that's been around yeah. a long time, and that's something to do with what you were just able to talk about. Because I think it allow that is one way that allows the mind to get out of its case and into the psychosphere. And what you were doing was intentionally directing your mind to this mind and made the connection. So what else were you doing besides the the seven, the four to seven hertz drumbeat thing to be able to get to to Jason? Well, it was it was. Just like like you were saying at the beginning of this this part of the conversation, I had the intention of connecting with him, and and I have I have this um, this this place that I go to in my mind's eye. You could call it. I call it the dream time. Um, and to me, the dream time is consciousness. That's that's my take on it. And so it's it's like it's like tuning my consciousness into this this place with the help of the drum that enables me to um, uh, set my intention and then and then you're able to um, access information or connect with with well all kinds of stuff past present future all right I, I, I we'll get to, we'll get to dream time in the next next segment. Uh, this is you're, this is, you're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We are speaking with Wendy Holly, and we are talking about dream time and connecting telepathically. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. 
Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. Audience, if you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com, or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www. XZoneRadioTV.com or www.XZoneTVChannel.com or SimulTV.com and XZBN.net. Until next, we meet here in the XZone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember, XZone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Welcome back to CC with BB. I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We are talking about the book and experience of slaying the mouse with Wendy Holly. And Wendy, you talk about going into uh, an altered state of consciousness that's about 7.8 hertz, um, and uh, or between four and seven and uh, hertz, which is uh, kind of like the way everybody's brain gets to between sleep and wakefulness sometimes and i look at look at that state as like a, a hatch uh to, to allow uh your mind to get out of the its conventional place because you want it to be able to and then you that conventional place you go the unconventional place you go to you call dream time in which you're able to access past present future and lots of other things the term dream time as you probably know but i'm asking is the what uh, australian aborigines aboriginals use for their altered states of consciousness exactly yeah i really like the word it, it does encapsulate the experiences i have there indigenous people would say that that place the dream time that that that's the real world and that this physical world we're living on um is the dreaming that this is the dream yeah Yeah, and that the 
the dream time is dreaming our universe into existence. And I love that. It's been, that idea has been around so much that uh, we're we're being created by something else. I, I've gone I've gone now to thinking that we're in a simulation, which is a a, the, the, a kind of a computer way of talking a, a modern about this. version of yeah. A modern metaphor for the same thing. Exactly. Uh, yeah. What it does is uh, allow us to think about it in more concrete terms and uh, wonder how it operates and then think of ourselves as avatars in this simulation, uh, trying to figure out that we're in a simulation and how to get out of it or into the next state of consciousness. Well, what do you, let, let's go to what, what, is a, what is a shaman. Well, tell us what you mean by that. Well, it, I mean, it's... First of all, I don't call myself a shaman, but I, I do shamanic practice, shamanic technique, um, because I, I'm kind of in, have the, the, I'm from the school of thought that you have to earn that title and your community has to give it to you by if you demonstrate the skills of somebody who who can alter their consciousness and access the dream time. And uh, I guess and typically shamans, um, when they are altered and they access this other place, they are doing, they're bringing intentions on behalf of others or their community um, for healing or for information or for understanding. And so that's, um, and that can, that can take lots of different forms. There are shamans who focus on just plant medicines, connecting with the plant spirits. There are shamans who focus on ritual and ceremony. There are shamans who focus on healing work um and different types of healing work so um it's it's usually or always for the benefit of the community correct yes it's 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 a when you kind of step onto this path it's you're 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 making a commitment you're being of service mm -hmm. and my my not so secret wish is that um is that everyone become their own shaman that they you know they wouldn't need to 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 go to somebody to um, access this world on their behalf, but that they can access it on their own, and uh, and and just really explore this rich territory of their own consciousness. I've, I've been could, a been of a, of a fan of wanting psychotherapy to eliminate the need for itself. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> it, it, was a, it was an original uh, impulse I had when I wrote my first book on it, and. And, it, and the reason now listening to you, I think that's not going to happen, is because we need each other. Uh, that we we self-regulate with other people. We don't just do it ourselves. Other people help regulate us, uh, and we help regulate them uh, emotionally, cognitively, experientially. So I'm I'm curious to to see your this world that you imagined of isolated shaman. I don't think you mean this, but the the isolated shaman taking care of him or herself. I don't think you mean that. Well, no, I mean it more as a as a tool of introspection. Um, I mean, if we look at look at it from a cultural worldview point of point of view or perspective, um, this idea that we we Westerners have gotten really far away from uh, having an internal focus, where we we turn inward to try to understand. We, we're very externally focused. Um, we go to experts, we go to books, we go to, we, we, we are in our heads, we're very top heavy, 
trying to understand, answer the question why. And um, I think I am, I do subscribe to the idea that we have the wisdom within us. Um, it's just a matter of accessing it and it takes discipline and it takes time, but it's, it's there. Um, so I, uh, go ahead. Top heavy, um, too much thinking. And yet what you're talking about is go introspective. So please resolve that contradiction. Okay. Um, so from this more indigenous perspective, it's about relationship. It's about being in relationship instead of manipulating yeah. or, 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 um, uh, trying to, uh, make things in the external world the way you want them to, to put yourself at ease. It's about going inside and figuring out what is the unease about and then being in relationship with. So let's say you, you, you are struggling with low self-esteem, for example. Um, you, you feel like uh, a failure. So from a shamanic perspective, you could go within yourself and, and connect with the part of you that feels like a failure. And instead of get rid of it, you would make friends with it and see what it's trying to tell you about yourself. And how do you, how do you, um, because it's, to me, it's a symptom. It's, it, it, are, are you really a failure? Most likely you're not. It's just that, a belief uh, that you have. Yes, and that's good psychotherapy is to is to embrace the negative because you want to believe that that negative in there has some message for you. Yes, absolutely. So, and, uh, I, and I'm and uh, I'm uh, taking it just a little bit f further than that, where it's like you 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 can it because shamanism is all about power. It's all about connecting with personal power, and from this perspective. Um, uh, throughout life, as we go through life as a human being, which is, as we all know, not very easy, um, we lose power. We, we give it away to others unconsciously. We lose it because of stuff that happens to us, trauma. Um, and so by the time we're adults, we all have varying degrees of power loss. So this is really about connecting with power, personal power. And that can come so you can connect shamanically to allies who can help you and they can be symbolic allies. They can be archetypal allies. Uh, so like the spirit of an animal might come forward like a bear. And I'm a raven girl. So I have this connection with the raven. And every time I have this connection with the raven, it reminds me about the mystery and going into the unknown and being feeling safe and, and comfortable with, with the unknown. And um, anyway, fly, so fly, yeah. Fly, fly into the darkness with the raven. Yes. Um, but Okay, let's 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 use the shamanic experiences perspective, and how has that influenced your idea about coincidences? Well, I think because um, I mean I've been doing this for so long, what has happened I think just as a byproduct of having these shamanic experiences over twenty years now, is that my my pers my perspective on reality has has ex expanded so much because really that's all it is, is an expanded perception of reality. And, and then having this, having so many experiences that show me that, um, that have direct experiences have shown me that this is all, this is the dream. I, I, I have come to really believe that, that this is the dream. And then looking at the patterns of life, uh, in my everyday life, not just as 
it's so hard to put this into words. Uh, it, I think I, I, I mean, let me go along with you a little bit because I, I think what we're coming to realize, those of us studying coincidences, is that they need to be looked at somewhat like uh, we have done dream analysis that that this is the awaking dream uh, that we're in and of a different kind it's not lucid dreaming it is the, the, we're in regular reality as we might call it uh, dreaming it and there are exactly. very are being or being dreamed and and we are lucidly dreaming in this dream if we want to see it and coincidences are a way to notice that we are lucidly dreaming and can then use them to understand the dream itself and our place in it. Exactly, yeah. And, and it, so it, that has become such a natural part of the way I've, I'm living that I that synchronicities and coincidences are happening all the time. It's just like it's all just happenstance because I think my perspective has expanded so much. You, you just have come to be able to expect them to happen because your perspective has expanded so much. Uh, and so they do. Um, and there are a lot, of, a lot of ways people talk about um, coincidence awareness. But as with your trying to connect with your um, the, the young man, Jason, in the coma, you have to believe they exist first. And once you start believing that they exist, you start being able to track them and register them and be able to see them. And then comes the real task of trying to understand how to use them and how to explain them. You're come to the end of this segment. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Biteman, MD. We're speaking with Wendy Holly, who is the author of Slaying the Mouse. abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again simultv.com simultv.com what's simultv.com that's what i asked them they had it written on the side of their ufo how do you spell that ufo no i mean simultv.com 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 right simultv.com interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com ufo last night oh yeah yeah now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she had been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. 
Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. Hey, you listen to me? I'm talking to you. Welcome back to CC with BB. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Biteman, MD, and we're talking with Wendy Holly, and we are talking about Wendy. I wanted to ask, where'd you come up with this title, "Slaying the Mouse," for your connection to comatose young man and being able to telepathically communicate with him? What's slaying? What's slaying the mouse have to do with it? Well, that's actually a big uh, coincidence in and of itself. Um, but that's that's kind oh, of like Oh, what a coincidence that I yeah, brought I know. that up. Isn't that amazing? Okay. Crazy, crazy. I know. It's insane. Yeah. But it's it's um it's it's a symbol that where Jason um once he slays the mouse, he actually that's the healing that happens when he slays the mouse. Um and what that represents to him. And so, and he he eventually does it. So he he achieves what, what, healing. What, what mouse are we talking about? Mickey Mouse? A mouse. Any it's, mouse? It's, it's, it's the symbol of a mouse, yeah, it, that showed up in the dreaming with, when I was connecting with him. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's uh, yeah, well, it's because that's story. kind of, a, yeah, it's a long story. <laughs> There's a lot of bits and pieces to it, but, um, but that's why, much to my, um, my agent at the time, his <laughs> chagrin, he didn't like the, the title because it's Gerundial, but I, it was perfect, a perfect uh, kind of well, uh, summary of what happened. One of, the, one of the challenges I have with this coincidence project that I'm initiating, uh, we're trying to get people together to talk about where this coincidence project can go. And the basic idea of the coincidence project, the vision of it, is to encourage people to tell each other their coincidence stories. And as we and the purpose of that is to make coincidences more uh, part of everyday life because they are, and just make it more consciously part of everyday life. But the the reason um, that that it's in, 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 the part of the 
problem and, and, and challenge we're doing this is helping people tell coincidence stories. Because it's like telling any story. You can like ramble off with a good story or with a good storyline and it goes no place because the listener gets lost in all your detail or all your rambling. So we're trying to help people tell coincidence stories in a succinct way that re that registers with the listener, which requires being able to edit your own thought and be able to keep the listener in mind when you're telling your story. So you have a very interesting story here about how Slaying the Mouse became uh, the title of your book, despite what your agent said. And it's a mystery. <laughs> And so uh, I'm not, you can't maybe do it right now, but the, being able to tell that story succinctly is what we're trying to encourage people to learn how to do. And I, I, I've got some ideas about how to do it, uh, but it's still what's the what would be the bottom line takeaway that you would want somebody to learn from your coincidence involving the title Slaying the Mouse? The bottom line let's see, takeaway is that, um, well, to, that you would have to make friends with fear. That's the, the bottom line. Good, good, good. And, and coincidences are usually made up of two uh, apparently uh, unconnected events that uh, somehow come together in the mind of the observer. So you know, two or more. So could you describe what the the, uh, the the two arms of this coincidence might have been? You want me to tell the story, huh? <laughs> well, I, I want to see if okay. I can. Uh, I, this is part. I mean, I, I appreciate you're going along with me on this. I want to yeah. be able to explain how to tell a coincidence story as well while we're doing this. OK, let me uh, let me try to piece this to together quickly in my mind. Um, uh, so I wrote this book back in 2006. So and, and then I did a, a second edition, and I haven't. I I just did it, the audio version a couple of years ago. So that was the most recent reading I did of it. <laughs> um. So um. I. I, I, I'm trying to remember because I, I don't want to misquote myself. That's the thing. Uh, there, we, we, a, a mouse... we, can, we can skip this too, but the point, the point I'm trying to make is a coincidence is made up of two independent events coming together in your mind, and usually two. And what I'm looking for are what are the two coincidence, what are the two elements of the coincidence, or what are the two incidents of the coincidence that we're describing right. here? Well, let me do a simpler one from that book, okay. um, the, the panda story. Um, so there is this there is this one time I connected with Jason in the dream time, and I found myself uh, at a campfire, and there is Jason was there. He was sitting at this campfire. A couple other characters were sitting there, and a panda bear was sitting there. And they were having this conversation. I was just kind of eavesdropping on this conversation. Um, and the, the panda seemed so random. But this panda was very kind of, um, I remember, very nurturing. And, and um, uh, yeah, and, and one of the characters was making fun of the panda. And, and Jason was defending, don't, you know, don't make fun of the panda. 
<laughs> so so that was kind of the scene. And then later on in physical reality, um, uh, I had shared that weird experience with his family. And so what they were doing was they were kind of they were they were capturing some of the the experiences I was having and put putting them up visually in the, in his hospital room or his, at that time he was in a nursing home or rehab. And uh, so they put a picture of a panda up on the wall, even though we didn't know what the hell it meant. Um, and this, I guess, this nurse came in. Um, I think she was a, a respiratory specialist because he was on a, a ventilator for a, a, a long time. And um, she asked about the panda, and and the mom mom told her that well we don't we don't really it's just sort of like a maybe a totem animal or something. Uh, we don't really know, but it's just it's it's seems important. And she she rolled up her sleeve and showed a tattoo of a panda bear on her arm. The nurse had, and mm. um, and it, it happened to be the nurse that he was most connected with and most. Um... <laughs> so so that that confirmed that you were another form of communication you were having with Jason. Right. You picked yeah. you picked up the panda from his mind, that, and what's and there there the panda was the key a, a key representation of the person who was being very kind to him and with whom he was connected. That's very nice, and and what that makes me wonder is what effect has did all this have on his relatives who now started to believe that you were communicating with him. Well, I think it probably would depend on which relative you talk to. I mean, Please, of course, they yeah. were. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I think the father was was a skeptic and remained one. I don't think he really was buying into it at all. Um, and I think the mom was in. I mean, she was really afraid, and and and. But I, they were all kind of just desperate to have to figure out what was going on with him and to have him feel better. Um, and I think. I mean, it was it's it was a touchy place for me because I didn't want to give any kind of false hope that um, I, me, Wendy, because I'm just a girl, um, could do something that could help him. But but to have these communications, I was hoping they were bringing some kind of comfort that that he his he was aware he could hear them. He could because he was he was responding to things that his mom would say to him and then he would tell me about them, like like the uh, quantum mind example. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so I was hoping that if anything, that would bring comfort. But um, so, so did it bring comfort to the mother? Yes, must, it brought comfort have. to the mother she, and to the sister so that she, my brother was dating. That your brother was dating? Yeah, my. This is how I got connected with them. My brother was dating Jason's sister. <laughs> well. <laughs> this whole thing is uh, is beautiful to me because um, you begin to wonder about how, how programmed all this was for you in your life. Uh, you can talk about fate. It's not just fate. It's you making decisions. And that's what I like about all this uh, simulation idea is that there's still the, there's still the avatar, you, making decisions. You, you're dating the brother and you 
then they had enough confidence in you for some reason to be able to make this proposal to you somehow to be able to connect with them because they could see something in you. And that opened up a whole new world for you of being able to enter dream time, which to me is getting into the psychosphere and making connections. Uh, and there's all kinds of ways to do it. And you have your way of getting out of the, this rocket ship and out into space where you can make these connections, the space of the psychosphere. And then you are able to help the women in the family anyway, the mother and the sister, know there is more going on in the reality than what uh, they're being told because they, you had evidence for them. Uh, it's uh, it's a lovely story about mutual helping each other advance consciously, and that's what we're all trying to do here. That's what I'm trying to do is help people advance consciously the way you help this mother and the sister as well as you're helping your clients. Well, thank you. Yeah, I hope so. Well, if you are, you just did it. You just showed it. And, uh, so you don't have to hope anymore. You just have to keep doing it uh, to help people expand their consciousness into whatever words they're worth talking about. A dream time, I call it psychosphere, but it's there. So thank you for very much for being on the show with me, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Good. You've been listening good. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Our guest has been Wendy Holly.